reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Glory to you, Jesus entered the synagogue. There was a man there who had a withered hand. They watched Jesus closely to see if he would cure him on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him. He said to the man with the withered hand, Come up here before us. Then he said to the Pharisees, Is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath rather than to do evil? To save life rather than to destroy it? But they remained silent. Looking around them at ang- with anger and grieved at their hardness of heart, Jesus said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and his hand was restored. The Pharisees went out and immediately took counsel with the Herodians against Jesus to put him to death. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Today we begin the octave of Christian unity. Jesus prayed for it during the Last Supper. He wants us all to be one. He founded one church, one faith, one baptism. But unfortunately, we're not united. A lot of the times when we look at all the divisions over the course of the centuries, we can become a little intimidated in terms of how Humpty Dumpty can be put back together, how the church actually can be united. Today's readings help us in that respect. If there was anything that was a frightening possibility, it would have been of a short little shepherd going against the greatest warrior of his day who was about twice the size, like a midget going up against Andre the Giant. The Andre the Giant had all the chief weaponry of 3,000 years ago, a sword, a shield, a helmet, all of this type of stuff. David had a few stones from the wadi. Yet, there he said, I will go in the name of the Lord. He was unafraid. He was totally confident that the Lord, together with his cooperation, was capable of doing an incredible thing. So that's why he ran out to the Philistine. And after the Philistine had insulted him, he said, You come at me with sword and spear and scimitar, but I come against you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel that you have insulted. Today the Lord will deliver you into my hand. And that's precisely what happened. We see the real nature of Christian hope in this scene. It's not based on our own capacities. It's based on the power of the Lord and the will of the Lord. But it's also not based exclusively on the will of the Lord. It's based on our cooperation with that will. David didn't just stay on the side and pray, saying, Lord, you just take care of that Philistine. You can do it, Lord. Strike him from, by lightning right now so that none of us has to fight him. No, he went on out. It's the same way for us in Christian unity. We might not see how the church will be able to be reunited, but God does see and he wants a cooperation. Remember once during the 1990s, Then Cardinal Ratzinger, now Pope Benedict XVI, went to a Lutheran church in Rome for an ecumenical night. 
And as he always does everywhere he goes, he takes questions. And someone asked him, one of the Lutherans, do you see any possibility for Christian unity? And he said, to be honest, from a human level, I see so many excuses why there will never be Christian unity. But that's not why I'm here. The Holy Spirit does see how the church can be brought back together. And what we need to do is we need to cooperate with his vision. How he will bring it about, I can't describe to you. That he wants to bring it out and has the ability to bring it out is absolutely certain, provided that we don't stand in the way. That's what we see in this great episode of David taking down the Philistine. In the gospel today, we see one of the things that impedes unity. These scribes and the Pharisees cared far more about their legal precepts than they did about people. A man walked into their synagogue with a withered hand. The Greek word for that withered meant it wasn't something he was born with. It was something that had happened to him. He had, his hand had just gotten injured and was withered. It's what the Greek means. It was very likely that the man worked by his hands. This was his entire livelihood. So he came in there begging God for a gift. And Jesus was there. Jesus asked the question, is it lawful to do good in the Sabbath? Because the Jews thought you couldn't do any work, including charitable work, on the Sabbath. How distorted their notion was. As if the lack of charity would actually please God. And when Jesus asked the question, they remained silent, and it really got Jesus angry. I think we need to reflect on Jesus' anger sometime. He was angry because they knew the answer. They knew it was a checkmate, and yet they didn't have the humility to admit that it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. So Jesus cured his hand, and what did they do? They plotted with their arch enemies, the Herodians, those who were totally impure because they were engaged in all types of things with the Gentiles. They would make themselves impure in order to bring Jesus to death. Sometimes in this whole movement of the Holy Spirit to try to bring us to Christian unity, Catholics and Protestants, can forget about the other people whom God loves and for whom he died. We can start to say, well, you don't accept the Eucharist. You don't accept the importance of Christian works. And the Protestants can say to us in response, you're in the whore of Babylon. You think we're saved by our works rather than judged by our works. And we can proof text each other to death thinking that the other is just someone on the road to hell rather than a brother or a sister. We can forget that real personal dimension and that real charity. As the church's ecumenical documents have said, that the two main steps of ecumenism are prayer and charity. We need to have that charity, that real love for the other. And when we do, then a lot of the things that seem like major issues can be worked out.
today as we come forward here. The Lord tells us not just to stretch out our hands, but to stretch out our hearts, to stretch out our minds, to stretch out all our theological virtues to the possibilities he can bring up. If Jesus can give us his body and blood in the miracle of the Eucharist today, then clearly he can make us one body, one spirit.